Welcome to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I will be your host today. Today we're going to talk about identity. See, knowing your identity is very important as a believer. We need to know who we are. Identity is everything. I believe many Christians today are in some form of identity crisis. So who are we? Let's take a look at a few scriptures, and let's try to see if we can figure it out. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. What does it mean to be a new creature? This is actually a very powerful verse. It's a picture of creation. When God flung the earth and the stars into place, he's saying that it's not going to be you fixed up. It's not going to be something just patched over, but it's going to be something completely new. Some translations actually say new creation. We're cre- it's created by God, not us. It's not us getting better or becoming better or finally being accepted. It's about us being brand new, a new creature. Ephesians 1, 2-4 says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. Here the scripture says that we're blessed, we're chosen, we're holy, and we're blameless. I really believe we struggle believing this. Many times we say we're not blameless, we're sinners, we were sinners. But now the word of God says you're blameless. It says you're holy. See, we like to reserve the term holy for God. And that is true. God is holy. He is three times holy. Anytime a word is repeated in the Bible, and especially in the Old Testament, it's a sign of importance. They had no real way to, you know, make the letters bold or to emphasize them so they would repeat the word. God is holy, holy, holy. But the miracle of this Christian life is that God has made us holy. It's because it's not anything that we've done. It's what he's done. And for us to say that we're not holy, it means that the work of the cross was not complete. The Bible also says that we're forgiven. Colossians 2, 13-14, it says, When you were dead in your transgressions, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. See, when Jesus went to the cross, He took the entire debt we owed, every sin that we had done, and every sin that we will do. See, forgiveness is not a progression. Forgiveness is not a sin-by-sin thing. Forgiveness is once for all. This is important for us to understand. I used to believe that 
every time I sinned that God was forgiving me, but God already forgave me. We are forgiven completely by faith. And the price of our sin, the price of our forgiveness was paid before we were ever born. We are completely forgiven. We're free from sin and the law. Romans 6.14 For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Did you catch that? It says we are not under the law. It says sin will not be a master over you. We cannot mix law and grace. It is either one or the other. The law showed us what sin was and that we are powerless to resist it. It showed us what sin was. It, the law showed us, set a standard, and we could not meet that standard. Grace showed us who we are in Christ and that we are no longer under sin's power. This is important for us to understand. We cannot mix this message. We cannot mix law and grace. We cannot pull from the old covenant and the new covenant. We can't pull from both. We are either saved by law or we're saved by grace. It's one or the other. The Bible says we are loved. Romans 8, 37 and 39. It says, but in all things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. It says nothing. We are secure. We are saved. We are loved. God's love for us is more than we will ever understand until we see him face to face. When we look in his eye, we will finally understand the love, the passion that he has for us. The Bible says that we're children of God. John 1 12 through 13. It says, But many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We say with our mouth that we believe we're loved. We say with our mouth that we believe that we're the children of God but we truly don't believe it. We're not the the child in the corner. We are God's children that were chosen, that were chosen by him, that were loved by him, that were saved by him. If we want to live in joy, if you want joy in your Christian life, you have to understand who you are. We have to understand who we are, how God views us. He views us as righteous, blameless, sinless, loved, holy. It is hard for us to get our mind around these things in our hearts. But God has done everything. Jesus paid for everything at the cross. It's not by our works, but it's by His grace. See, there's a misery in not knowing your identity. 
I'm going to read a Psalms of David. Psalms 51, 10 through 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me by your generous spirit. This is a prayer of David, and it used to be one of my favorite songs we sung at church. I would close my eyes and sing it from my heart, and sometimes with tears in my eyes, I would say, God, create in me a clean heart. Don't cast me away. Restore to me the joy of my salvation, because there was something missing in my life. I did not fully understand who I was, and I did not understand that this prayer, that this psalm did not apply to me. I used to cry this out to God, but I didn't understand that it didn't apply. This is an old covenant prayer by David. He was under the law. He was under sin's power. He was in danger of being cast away because of his sin. We are in a new covenant. The law has been fulfilled. And the power of sin has been broken. Jesus has already created within us a clean heart. We are new. All the old has passed away. We have a steadfast spirit within us, the Holy Spirit, that was given to us to teach us all things. And the Holy Spirit will never be taken away from us. It is no longer by our own works or by us striving with sin that we are made holy. We are made holy at the cross, and the Holy Spirit of God lives within us and leads us into grace. God will never cast us away. We are forever His. I will never leave you nor forsake you, He says. The joy of our salvation is renewed when we truly understand who we are as believers. See, the greatest threat to our joy is not sin but a lack of a sense of identity. This is why it is so important for us to understand the finished work of Christ. We need to understand who we are and what this means and how we can have joy, joy that lasts. Thank you for letting me talk to you today. If you've enjoyed this, check us out on ForgivenOnceForAll.com or on Facebook at Forgiven Once For All. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. (music) 